You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, Episode 79. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week in our Your Stock Our Take segment, we take a look at Quorum Information Technologies, Inc., symbol QIS on the TSX Venture, a provider of dealership and customer management software and value-added services to the automotive industry. The company has performed very well in 2018, but has pulled back slightly of late, and a listener asks us our take on this SaaS stock. Our star of the week is Ballard Power Systems, symbol BL. DP on the TSX, which designs, develops, manufactures, and sells and services fuel cell products for a variety of applications focused on the mode of power or material handling in buses, market, and stationary power, which would be backup power, supplemental power, and distribution, distributed generation. Sorry. The stock is up 10% in the past week, 20% over the last three months, and 104% year to date. Finally, our dog of the week is Shopify Inc., symbol H, or sorry, SHOP on the TSX, Canada's largest tech company by market capitalization. Shopify provides an online commerce platform for small to medium-sized businesses. To be clear, the stock has been a star for much of its history, but shares are down 12% in the last week and 15% from its all-time highs just hit last month. Is the drop an opportunity or a sign of things to come? We will discuss. I'd like to welcome my co-host this week. I've just got one co-host. That would be Aaron Dunn. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm good. I've uh, been busy. I, we have a lot of travel coming up, several conferences, several seminars. So it's exciting just putting together some, some great content to teach our attendees at the seminars. Yeah, I mean, we always uh, like to keep things fresh at our any of the appearances we do. We don't want to trot out the same old information. I mean, the core to how we build or we tell clients to build our portfolios remains the same. But, you know, the companies we talk about and we always update some of our strategy, uh, we always try to keep it fresh. So you know, we do hard and you know pretty good work on our content that we bring to these events. And we'll be, be at a number of events upcoming. Uh, we are going to be in Toronto uh, at the end. Is it what, the 20th and 21st, I think, Aaron? Do you have it on a calendar there uh, for the Money Show? That's right. Yeah, the 20th and 21st for the Money Show. Uh, that's so a that's Friday, just coming Saturday. Right up. That's next yeah. week. Yeah, that's in Toronto. We will be there. We'll be, I'll be speaking. Aaron will be speaking. And we're going to do a combined speech as well. So we'll be that, at that event. Anybody in that region, Toronto, uh, Feel free to come out to the financial forum and see us there. We'd love to talk to you. If we got any clients there too, we'd love to talk to you. 
the day after, we'll be back in Vancouver at an event called The Extraordinary Future, and I'll be speaking at that event, and Aaron will be out there as well. So that would be on the Sunday and Monday. What is that? The 22nd, 23rd, I believe, of September. But the main thing I'm here to talk to you about today is our upcoming fall DIY stock investment seminars. Myself and Aaron have been holding these events to sold out crowds across the country for about four years now. We've literally helped thousands of Canadians build simple 10 to 25 stock portfolios with our easy to apply portfolio strategy. Each seminar has unique topics, but the successful core strategy remains the same. If you're not familiar with our seminars, let me give you a brief intro on the upcoming five or fall nine city tour, and we're going to extend. We've just extended to uh, all of our listeners out there an early bird and VIP ticket offers. You can go to the website right on the front, uh, keystocks.com. In the big box there, uh, I encourage you to take take advantage of those special offers as tickets do usually sell out quite fast. So our fall seminars. Let's tell you where they are first, which is a good idea. Week one, we will be in Ontario. So October 8th, we'll be in Oakville. October 9th, we'll be in Markham. And October 10th, we'll be in Kitchener, Waterloo. Week two, October 15th, we'll be in Kamloops. October 16th in Victoria. October 17th in Langley. And week three, October 22nd, we'll be in Vancouver, October 23rd in Calgary, and October 21st, we'll finish off in the beautiful city of Edmonton. Aaron, are you ready for all that? I am ready for it. Well, obviously, we want to, as you said, we we like to keep the content somewhat fresh, so uh, really putting in a lot of time to you know, create something engaging and educational for people. And, and, but it's, it, it's exciting. I think it's going to be another great event. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we do, a lot of the, you know, the, the strategy that we talk about in terms of building a portfolio and um, identifying opportunities and avoiding uh, risky situations, a lot of that is timeless. But of course, you know, there's different ways that we can approach it, different examples we use to really drive the, the point home to people. Um, and of course, the the thing that changes all the time, which I actually think is probably the, the biggest source of value that people get from attending the seminars is that we actually make, uh, we actually provide them with a, a five or six stock starter portfolio. Um, so usually five or six companies that we like right now that people can, can look at, potentially buy as a starter portfolio um, and from there build a uh, 10 to 15 stock portfolio over a period of a year to year and a half. So we've uh, we've done this for the last couple of seminars and the results have been fantastic. So we're going to we're going to go over the companies that we recommend in the past, why we like them and then provide uh, the attendees to the fall seminars with a new starter portfolio. So very exciting. Yeah, I think that is a key element that we don't even we don't even promote that much that we actually give real stock recommendations that you can use to start your portfolio today in those seminars. I mean, we stress that, you know, we have a model that, you know, if you're tired of paying higher fees and having meager returns from your traditional big bank fund, mutual fund advisor or ETF investing, that type of thing, uh, you want to save some money, take control of your portfolio or learn to be a better investor. We stress how we build a portfolio simply for you, what stocks to buy, when to buy and when to sell. Uh, but we give you those actual stock recommendations. And I, I, we were just going over like this time last year, 
three stocks that we recommended in our actual fall 2018 seminars because I think, you know, should you come out to these events, well, the proof is in the results. Uh, Expel Inc. was one of the companies we recommended at that time. At the time, when it started the seminars, it was trading about $5. At the end, it was trading around $6.50. Today, it's over $11. So, you know, it's at least a 70% gain. Of course, our clients got in well before that. You know, we're buying at lower prices. But just from that seminar, it's over a 70% gain. The next company we recommended was Viamed Healthcare, symbol VMD on the TSX. Traded then at $5.90. Today, it's in the 850 range. That's a 44% gain on that stock. Questor Inc., is the next company we recommended, symbol QST on the TSX Venture. Price then was $2.22. Today it's around $4.60. It's over 100% gain in that stock. So those were three actual recommendations at our fall seminars just a year ago, uh, right? You know, today essentially. And, you know, you could have had those three stocks in your portfolio had you just attended that seminar, and they could be, you know, game changers for your portfolio. So that's also what we're bringing on top of all the education that we bring at these seminars as well. Uh, and the, the great thing about those three stocks, what has powered the returns? Well, it's not hype. It's nothing. It's not promotion or anything. Each of those companies have produced record revenues and record earnings in their quarterly statements, and that has driven the stock. So there's a common theme to all those companies. We teach you, you know, wh- how to find those companies or to use our research to find those companies at these seminars. So I encourage all of our listeners to come out and uh, meet us at these seminars, and we'll answer all your questions as well. Look forward to it, Aaron. I do. Absolutely. Okay, well, we're going to get to our Your Stock, Our Take. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. A question comes in from Liz. Uh, It's on Quorum Information Technology, symbol QIS on the TSX Venture. Current price is around $0.98, $0.99 in that range. Market cap is around $59 million. What does the company do? Well, they are an information technology company that focuses on the automotive, automotive retail business. They are developing, marketing, implementing, and supporting their portfolio of software and services for automated dealers, automotive dealerships, easy for me to say, in Canada and the U.S. Uh, there's four main parts of their business. The first, the accelerator is a dealership management system that automates, integrates, and streamlines key processes across departments in a auto dealership. Number two is the dealer mind CRM, a sales and customer service relationship management system for dealerships. There's third is AutoVance, a sales desking system that increases sales departments, gross margins, and improves customer satisfaction. Finally, number four, Oasis or Advantage Oasis, a full showroom system for both franchised and independent dealerships. Now, the key points to this business that we look at right now, following a couple game-changing acquisitions, the company, as mentioned above, has four divisions, Accelerator, Dealer Mine, AutoVance, and Advantage. And they've been integrated by Q2, which was their last quarter of this year, to collectively post both record revenues and earnings. And the software system 
under their SaaS system, the revenue now comes in from around 1,007 customers compared to 456 customers at this time last year. So tremendous growth there. The SaaS revenue or software as a service revenue for the business was $5.44 million in the quarter. That's 66% of, percent of total revenue. That is uh, more predictable type revenue base that we'd like to see. So overall, the revenue was up in the quarter 130% to $8.2 million. The company had net income growing to 309000 compared to a loss of 216. And adjusted EBITDA was in the range of $1.4 million or 16% of revenue compared to 600000 or 16% in the same period last year. Now, following the company's recent acquisitions, Quorum posted, like we said, strong growth in both revenues and EBITDA in Q2. The company is now significantly more leveraged as it paid for uh, a couple of those acquisitions with debt. Uh, So it's net debt to EBITDA is in the range of 3.17 if we use a trailing figure. Current debt levels are at the higher end of what we would call reasonable, but not yet completely unreasonable. Given the strong growth in adjusted EBITDA posted in the second quarter, the current trailing net debt to debt, net debt to EBITDA ratio should rapidly decrease over the course of the year and into 2020. The value created via the recent acquisitions has been captured somewhat by the share price gains in 2019. At present, the company trades at closer to what we'd call fair value than being completely undervalued, but with strong acquisition growth over the near term, it could provide further optimism for the stock as the company leverages, deleverages. Yeah, I think that what... We like the SaaS... Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, sorry. We like the SaaS part of the business. It has annual run rate of about $22 million, giving the company some strong predictability. There is a good deal to like about Quorum, and the company has appeared as one of the select few companies in our breakthrough uh, Canadian small cap report recently. We're monitoring it there. Uh, we're looking for a potential entry point. There's a lot to like here, but you know it's it's not cheap right now at current price. Sorry, Aaron. I was just saying that I, I think what we're what we're looking for from this company is we it's it's nice to see that they had a positive uh, quarter of net income. Um, we'd like to see that continue. We'd like to see uh, more significant net income as well, and then certainly as well for that that leverage ratio to drop. So. I think you said 3.7 times uh, net debt to EBITDA. Was that right, Ryan? Uh, yeah, 3.17. 3.17, 3.17. Yeah, I, I would say for a company like Quorum, um, we would want to see that drop to below two times, would, would be my view. So more profitability, uh, improvement in the leverage ratio. But aside from that, we love companies that operate under a SaaS model um, with good, strong recurring revenue. So this is definitely one to watch. Yeah, for sure. And, and we like the way that they've been able to grow that SaaS business. There is some predictability going forward. We like all those things. You know, we just like to buy a really good business, which this seems to be a good business. We'd like to get it at a reasonable price. Um, you know, it's not overtly expensive, but it's not cheap. And we're trying to find out what would be a good price to buy it if we look at that going forward. Now, our dog of the week from our stars and dog segment, it's time for this week's dog. <laughs> I'm going to let Aaron take it. It's Shopify Inc., symbol S-H-O-P on the TSX. Aaron? Sure. So Shopify Inc., uh, trading right now at a price of about $460 per share and a a market cap of $50 billion, making it one of the largest uh, companies in Canada. 
Um, Shopify shares are down 12% over the last five trading days and about 15% from its all-time high of just over $540, which it achieved in late August. The company's share price went on an absolute tear at the start of 2019 and is up 250% year-to-date in spite of the recent decline over the last few weeks. So for those who are not familiar with the company, Shopify is Canada's largest technology company by market capitalization. They provide uh, an online e-commerce platform for small to medium-sized businesses. Um, The company is often compared to Amazon, but really what it does is it's designed to help entrepreneurs build their own online store using a wide range of different apps and tools. So what's driving the stock? Well, it's pretty clear what's been driving the company's share share price increase since the start of the year and and in recent years. Um, It's a disruptive tech company. Investors are excited about that. They're excited about the potential of becoming something really big like the next Amazon, the Canadian Amazon. Um, Revenue and many of the key metrics have been improving at a very impressive rate. So the company recently reported its Q2 financial results on August 1st. Revenue for the quarter increased 48% to $362 million. And there is lots of activity in the quarter, lots of things that they reported on in terms of partnerships and strategic initiatives. More recently, they also announced an acquisition of a company called Six River Systems, which provides warehouse fulfillment solutions, largely leveraging uh, software and robotics. Now, the area that Shopify falls short is with respect to profitability, and really there, there isn't any yet. Operating loss in Q2 was nearly $40 million. Uh, The net loss for the quarter was just under $30 million or $0.26 per share compared to a loss of $0.23 per share in the same period last year. Shopify did report positive earnings on an adjusted basis, at an adjusted basis of $15.8 million or $0.14 per share, and this compares to adjusted earnings of $2.5 million or $0.02 per share in the same period last year. The company is providing guidance for the full year 2019. They expect revenues to be in the range of $1.51 to $1.53 billion. Um, Gap operating loss, so their their regular operating loss in the range of $145 million to $155 million. And adjusted operating income in the range of $20 to $30 million. I, I, I really believe that that a lot of the potential, the future potential uh, of so- Shopify is already factored into the share price. This is a big part of the reason why the stock has taken a slide over the last week. Now, we can hardly call Shopify a dog overall. It's been one of the top performers on the TSX year to date. However, looking at the company today, it would be hard for us to put a value on the stock um, unless that value is well below the current price. The way we look at this, I mean, if you take a look at the at the full year 2019 guidance, the company trades at over 40 times revenue um, and about 2,000 times adjusted operating income. So we would need to see a major acceleration in profitability growth to consider this company as investable right now. 
Now, it's 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 not at all unusual to see a company that's up 250% uh, in in nine months gain uh, have a pullback of 10 to 20%. That's just some investors taking profits, the, the stock price consolidating. So that's not unusual at all. Um, there certainly are several pathways for Shopify to continue its, its share price increase upwards. But uh, for now, it is the dog of the week. Yeah, and I, mean, I think you did a good summary on Shopify there. I mean, it's certainly a great, has been a great Canadian success story. We've seen a little pullback here. Um, you know, our clients ask, is this a time to buy? Uh, it We stick to what we d- we know, and we stick to what uh, our criteria is. The moment you start to deviate from that to add some, a company because you think, you know, it's the next Amazon or the next Great growth story. It may very well be, but if it doesn't fit our criteria in terms of producing ongoing and current cash flow, uh, it's not going to be a recommendation in our universe. For all the companies that have traded at 40 times uh, sales, like Aaron said, that um, you know have continued to be able to see their share price move higher over time, uh, there is probably 100 that uh, have not done that. You know, it is a low ratio of companies that trade at extremely high valuations. They continue to grow over time. And the more bets we make in that regard, the poorer we'll do over time in our opinion. So we stick within our specific criteria and don't deviate from that, uh, even if something looks very tantalizing. I think, you know, that may be the case here, Aaron. Yeah, it's it's In not about it's it's not yeah. about it's not about hype. I mean, looking at the no. valuation, certainly there are companies like Amazon that have traded traded at absolutely uh, insane valuations for yeah. a period of time, and it's it, it worked out well. I mean, they were successful; they executed well. Um, Shopify is not Amazon, not yet, anyways. Yeah. Probably not ever. Um, Amazon has got a lot of different things. I mean, we think about Amazon, yeah, and, and Amazon's their, their the exception to the rule, right? Like it it's really the exception, the exception to the rule. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. When, so when that would be a, the issue. When you look at a, a valuation of 40 times revenues, well, just to put that into perspective, most of the um, the top tech stocks in the U.S., uh, companies like Microsoft, like like Apple, like, like Google, um, trade for less than 10 times sales, 10 times revenues. So um, that puts it in perspective of what the valuation of Shopify really is relative to these companies. And yeah. certainly it's at a point where it can grow a lot, but undoubtedly, uh, you know, 50 billion market cap, a lot of that future growth is factored into the price. And if they do get into a period where they start to disappoint the market and underwhelm, then, you know, we could see the share price come back, uh, you know, retweet, retreat quite um quite drastically um yeah and those, said, those companies can, yeah yeah if they can continue Sorry. to to ex- to exceed uh expectations if they can drive profitability then then the share price can start trending back upwards but it becomes a bit of a speculation at this point yeah and those big tech you're talking about they're trading significantly lower multiples to sales than say shopify they're all generating massive amounts of free cash flow. So, I mean, it's not only are they trading at lower value, you're just getting better value, right? And, you know, if Shopify has done tremendously well, if there is a hiccup in terms of the growth story, that's where you see the share price really get killed. And, you know, we may not see that. Maybe they continue to grow over time and maybe like Amazon, they're able to continue to, you know, maybe ratchet down spending a little bit, and then they, you know, the profitability uh, comes increases significantly, and the business looks more attractive. But uh, 
like we said, it's an exception to a rule when you're buying companies that those uh, multiples that they continue to grow. And, you know, the business can continue to grow, but if you're trading at valuations that aren't justifiable, uh, you know, the company has to backflow, backfill earnings so much to just sh- support its current price that it's not a, a bet, and this would be a bet in this case when you don't see, you know, consistent profitability that we're willing to make with our clients' hard-earned dollars at this point. So we're going to look at our weekly star from our stars and dog segment. It's time for this week's star. 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 It's a company called Ballard Power Systems Inc. Symbol BLDP on the TSX. Uh, currently trades around six dollars and seventy cents. Market cap of one point five five billion. Uh, Boyd sh- or sorry, Ballard shares are up 10% over this week, 20% over the last three months, and 104% year-to-date. So what does the company do? It calls itself a clean energy growth company. Ballard's main business is the design, development, manufacture, and sale and service of fuel cell products for a variety of applications. They focus on the motive power market, material handling, and buses primarily, and stationary power, which would be backup power, supplemental power, and distributed generation. And f- essentially, a fuel cell is an, an, what they would call it an environmentally clean electrochemical device that combines hydrogen fuel with oxygen from air to produce electricity. Geographically, Ballard has a presence in China, Europe, North America, and, and Europe, which generates the maximum amount of revenue. It's primarily from Europe right now. Now, the company has been ga- gaining significant optimism in the last nine months. The share price has been doing quite well. Uh, fuel cell energy and electric mobility, the interest in this is growing. Or it occur- appears, in, in our opinion, to have just come back into vogue once again. In the most recent quarter, however, if you look at the financials of this company, Ballard announced uh, just revenues were down 11% uh, to $23.7 million, and net income was a loss of $7 million compared to a loss of $4.3 million. Adjusted EBITDA was a loss of $5 million compared to a loss of just $800,000, so accelerated losses and the revenues was, were actually down. There was some positive news announced in that quarter. Uh, the company announced a $44 million order from a the Yche Ballard joint venture in China. Uh, the backlog overall increased in the quarter uh, for up to $211.6 million from $188 million. The 12-month backlog, so the next 12 months going forward, is up to $126 million from $76 million in the same period last year. So... Optimism for growth going forward. Uh, from our opinion here, though, the story is that this company just continues to lose money over time. In fact, if you look at the accumulated deficit of this company, it is over $1.2 billion. Ballard has always had promise of growth and future growth, but for its shareholders, it has produced very little over the long term. Uh, there may be uh, there may be some optimism in this sector once again. I think that's why you've seen the share price double over the course of this year. But until they can consistently produce cash flow, Ballard does not make our criteria, and we we'd be wary of the stock at these levels. There's a good cash p- balance here in the bank. 
Uh, that doesn't come from internally generated cash flow. They're always going to the market to continue to issue more shares and uh, get new investors into the situation. Uh, we'd like to see consistent profitability. It's not here. The outlook looks good in terms of its backlog, but uh, it, the company hasn't proven it can actually make money over time, and it's not a story we want to be involved in at this stage. And certainly, I mean, they're not even growing revenue at this point as well. No. So it's uh, no no revenue growth, um, lack of profitability. It's certainly nothing that we would consider investable at this point. Yeah, and the backlog is up. So perhaps over this time last year going forward, it has some quarterly revenue growth. But uh, that doesn't mean it can be profitable on that revenue growth. They've certainly shown in the past there's a distinct lack of profitability in this business. And the technology at this point is still only an emerging technology, uh, not widely adopted. So it's not one that would meet our criteria at this stage. I'd like to thank Aaron for co-hosting with me this week. Uh, I encourage all of our listeners, uh, current clients and uh, potential future clients, uh, come out to one of our seminars this fall. We'd love to see you there. And I wish you all profitable investing. Profitable investing. <laughs>